Sponsored by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today we're having an election special. This will be a shorter show uh, to talk about what's kind of going on. My focus is mainly on the statewide and local elections. Uh, we will touch on briefly on the national election and move from there. But uh, just, again, we wanted to bring this to you on Wednesday morning as soon as we can, trying to get this out before lunchtime so you can have all the results from both statewide and local elections. That's exactly right, Derek. Going to focus on local stuff, things that uh, affect us nearby, really, Derek, because, uh, again, like you mentioned, the, the national election, the presidential election right now, as we're recording this at 7-something uh, in the morning, it's just too close to call. Nobody's willing to, uh, to, to get the electoral votes to 270 needed. So uh, that's just where we are at this particular time, and we'll just continue to pay close attention, have more information on that on Friday, I'm sure. And, again, if you, if you don't like the way that some of the elections turned out, whether it be locally or nationally, and you're thinking about moving, Team Couch is the way to go. Team Couch, the presenting sponsor of the Under the Water Tower podcast. Team Couch has been in business for almost 13 years. Team Couch has over 55 years of residential real estate experience. They have absolutely been the top team in DeSoto County for residential real estate for well over a decade. As Derek made a joke about just a second ago, if you're not happy with the election results, not happy with how things went down last night, and you're you're upset enough to move, Team Couch would love to represent you in any selling procedures you have. Reach out to Team Couch at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or visit them at www.teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com for the number one team in residential real estate in DeSoto County. This Tuesday, I'm sorry, this Wednesday morning after the election, we're coming to you from the mobile car and van rental studio right here in Hernando. Hernando residents, please stop driving to South Haven. Stop driving to Memphis for your rental car. Rental cars are available right here in Hernando now for the first time from what we can tell ever. So please reach out to us at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555 for local service from a rental car company. Wanted to focus just real quick on the national election. As of right now, the president's too close to call, as Matt mentioned earlier. Several, about four or five states that are still outstanding. Uh, they'll be counting votes. It looks like Pennsylvania will be counting votes for a few days. So it may be a little while. For DeSoto County, we do want to mention how DeSoto County did for the national election. Donald Trump received 37,657 votes with all 41 precincts reporting. Joe Biden, 22,711 votes. And for those of you that are wondering, Kanye West, 195 votes. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit, when I looked at my my ballot, I kind of thought, all right, Trump's probably going to win our district. Uh, a vote for Kanye would have been uh, been interesting. Yeah, so it, it, it was, um, you know, so if you're looking at percentage-wise, President Trump, 62-38, uh, 62-38 overall uh, for the state of Mississippi. So he did carry Mississippi, 60-39 in DeSoto, so just slightly less than what the uh, overall percentage was from Mississippi. So, again, he did. Uh, President Trump carried the state of Mississippi. It was called pretty early, basically right when it went, I guess, our, our polls closed, 62-38 for him. Yeah, I think I texted you or you texted somebody that the polls were closing and I was calling Mississippi for Trump pretty instantly. So uh, not, not a surprise there. Trump is very popular in the state of Mississippi. Republican presidents are very popular in the state of Mississippi. That's just the, the, the truth and kind of the way it is. It's definitely a red state when it comes to the presidential election. Uh, moving on to more still national election, but definitely a race that Derek, it seemed like, uh, was a bit closer or going to be a bit closer. Uh, Cindy Hyde Smith able to retain her seat in the uh, U.S. Senate at a, at a vote of 56 42. That's what 80% of reporting 
Senator Cindy Hyde Smith will, will win and stay Senator for the state of Mississippi at 56-42 over Mike Espy. I thought it was going to be a little closer, Derek. It looked about right. I, it took a little while longer for the major news stations to call it. Uh, a little while longer. I think. I, I don't think we were ever in, you know, in trouble of not knowing before the end of the night. Right. But um, it does look like that the uh, you know they they did they took their time a couple hours in finally called it for Cindy Hyde Smith for DeSoto County. The votes were Cindy Hyde Smith received thirty four thousand seven hundred six votes to Mike Espy's twenty five thousand two hundred seventeen votes. So uh, again, it was about nine thousand vote difference in DeSoto County uh, statewide. It was about a fourteen point difference. Cindy Hyde Smith will, will stay in Washington for another six year term. Moving on to the U.S. House District One, Trent Kelly. Now that's District One, so that's not statewide but that is the district that DeSoto County is in. Trent Kelly, with 91% reporting from the numbers we saw, 91% reporting, uh, has won 71-29. So uh, basically 70-30, Derek, that's um, in political uh, races, that's that's a landslide. Yeah, 70-30 split is uh, pretty decisive, and that's what we got for the District 1, which includes DeSoto County. DeSoto County was a little closer than that. DeSoto County votes for Trent Kelly were 38,722. For Antonia Elison were 22,034. So Trent Kelly had received 30, 63% of the vote. Miss Ellison, uh, Ellison, excuse me, received 37% of the vote. So again, closer than statewide, but with the other counties, uh, a lot of rural counties were voting for Trent Kelly, of course. His home county was uh, Tupelo, which I'm sure he carried pretty large uh, over there. So again, 71-29 for the district-wide. Trent Kelly is the existing U.S. Congressman. He was the incumbent, yes. Right, he was the incumbent. Incumbents are hard to beat without, you know, when they kind of don't raise a lot of red flags or uh, bring a lot of scandal or anything like that to races. So he, he won pretty handily, like I said, 71-29. Derek, we're going to move on to, to, to one of the more important things or one of the bigger things certainly on our ballot statewide, what's known as the Medical Marijuana uh, Amendment. Uh, it was actually an amendment to the Constitution. Uh, this was something that added into the Constitution to allow mar- medical marijuana uh, for those deemed necessary. Uh, hopefully the ones, I think it was ge- more geared toward, were those that were critically or terminally ill, and it did pass. Of course, it was a two-part. If you remember us discussing this, it was a two-part vote. You had to vote yes or no whether or not you wanted medical marijuana, and then if you chose yes, then you also had to choose between which of the two that you would want. Uh, 65 or 65A. And so the medical marijuana did pass with 67%. So 67% of the people voted yes for medical marijuana. And then after that, option 65, no letter behind it, option 65 won 74% to 26%. 65 is basically, 65A would have put it in the hands of the legislatures in order to make decisions. 65 had several things, how much it could cost, who it could be you know, provided from. And so it was actually, I think, seven or eight uh, different items that were under there that were already decided or that would already be decided. And so it, it was a little clearer. Uh, I think what a lot of people were scared with 65A was is that everything basically would be left with the legislature to decide. Okay. I think, you know, for those that wanted to have it, it put a lot of people off thinking that the legislature would go in there, make way too many rules, basically be able to uh, prevent it from happening. And so I think that those that wanted it, which again was 67%, once they decided that, they, you know, again, uh, a landslide, three to one, yeah. picked to um, have the uh, medical marijuana uh, be able to already kind of uh, the guidelines that were already established over them rather than have the legislature decide. Again, medical marijuana in the state of Mississippi will be a thing sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, um, and again, it, we need to watch it. And make people. I think people that were against it were very scared that, okay, well, now you're going to have dispensaries on every corner. Right. This is the first step into having legalized marijuana in the state of Mississippi. We'll see if that leads to that, but right now it will be able to prescri- be prescribed by doctors. Oh, I know one of the uh, main sticking points, too, was is that it has to be within f- – 
500 feet or more of schools and stuff like that. So you, it's basically the pharmacy rule. You can't have a pharmacy right. within 500 feet of a school. So it'll be the same. That's, I know that was one of the things that was already put into number 65 that, again, was not addressed in 65A. Right, and anything, whether you're selling marijuana or you're selling gasoline or anything like that, they, they have to have res- restrictions and regulations and that type of stuff. So you're, you're never just going to come in wild, wild west, and especially in Mississippi, and, and do something like that. So you're going to have to be kind of told where things can be set up and so forth. And so, I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, again, that passed uh, almost 7 out of 10 people said medical marijuana is okay with them in the state of Mississippi. Next thing on the ballot, Derek, yesterday in DeSoto County was Measure 2. Explain a little bit about that. That was Measure 2 was... Um, statewide elections had to uh, win the popular vote in Mississippi, uh, and you know, if you won the popular vote, most of the time you won the seat. However, there were some there was a laws where um, that you not only did you have to win the popular vote, you also had to win uh, the most votes in each district. Uh, this was some claimed uh, Jim Crow laws put in place that you know you had to have a majority not only statewide but also in, in you know specific districts. If it was not, if you did not have a majority in specific districts, then it would go to the House of Representatives to elect. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, as, or as a tiebreaker, or you know, it would be decided there. This was to prevent that from happening. Uh, I think most of us basically it was kind of an electoral vote for Mississippi. Is basically what it came down to. Uh, and the, the statewide people said majority wins, right. and it passed easily 78-22 with 92% re- reporting as of uh, 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah, so nearly 8 uh, out of 10 people that voted yesterday uh, agreed with what seems to be common sense from a standpoint of popular vote should win on statewide elections uh, versus how you do exactly in each and every district or each and every county. Uh, so it makes sense. Next thing up, Derek, from a state uh, standpoint, was the flag. Uh, 80% reporting, that's the number, last number we saw, 80% reporting showed that the, the flag that you got to vote on yesterday has passed at around 72%. So that may go up a little bit. It may go down a little bit once all the uh, once it's 100% reported. But it looks like the state of Mississippi has a new flag. Yeah, and that's 72% the, the right number as, as we have as of 6 a.m. this morning. And the flag referendum in DeSoto County passed basically – they had 45,114 votes uh, in DeSoto County, only 15,000 against. So you had a total of right at 75%. So just, again, a little less than statewide average, but well in favor, three-fourths in favor of the uh, flag in DeSoto County. And I would venture to say, Derek, that a lot of the negative votes or no votes were, were kind of votes against there even being a flag issue. Yeah, you know I think most of, them, <laughs> most of them were against, uh, you know, you know. Again, they yeah. say that we voted back in 2001. We, right. we were not able to vote on this flag. And other people were upset that they didn't have an option. Yeah. They couldn't choose between one flag or another. So that, those would have been the majority of the no votes and why they voted no. That was a very – I mean, we talked about it on one of our earlier shows about not having a second uh, thing where we could choose. I, I, we thought that was pretty interesting why you couldn't put that on there. But, uh, again, looks like the state of Mississippi has a new flag at, at, a, at about a 7 out of 10 person that voted yesterday uh, rate. And so, uh, again, all the statewide stuff, like we were talking about, president just too close to call right now. Congratulations to Cindy Hyde-Smith for retaining her seat, Trent Kelly for retaining his seat. Uh, medical marijuana will be a thing in the state of Mississippi pretty soon. Um, and then Measure 2, which made total sense, has passed at an 8-10 to 10 clip that um, statewide elections have to be basically um, majority vote, and the state of Mississippi has a new flag. So that's the stuff from a state, uh, from a national and state level that we're going to discuss this morning before we turn to uh, the local elections. But before we do that, podcast brought to you by The Print House, located at 2462 Church Street. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services. Whether it's business cards, banners, screen printing for t-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and t-shirt needs, The Print House can help. Reach out to the ladies at The Print House at 662-298-3105. That's 662-298-3105 
or find them online at theprinthousems.com. The Print House is now located directly behind Thunderbirds Pharmacy on Commerce Street. Podcast also brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Entering this fall season, the leaves are about to start falling. Williams Services specializes in leaf removal, tree trimming, and fall cleanups. Give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855 for a free consultation. Parents, are you considering making a schooling switch either next fall or possibly as soon as the semester break? Is your student getting enough quality interaction with real teachers in a personalized setting? North Point Christian School can help your family make the switch. Mark your calendars for Sunday, November 15th at 2 p.m. North Point will be hosting their first open house of the year. This open house is especially designed for new prospective families with children pre-K-3 and up. NCS is conveniently located in DeSoto County near the intersection of Goodman and Getwell Roads. For nearly 50 years, the school has been delivering a high-quality and affordable private education that is distinctively and unapologetically Christian. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point's DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as our unmatched academic athletic, and arts offering. Reserve your spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Turning our sights now to more local, and when I say local, uh, we start under the water tower uh, here in Hernando. Uh, that's the name of our podcast and also the name of uh, the, the area that we cover first and then spread out through DeSoto County. So the main thing, Derek, uh, with our district or right here in Hernando was the school board seat. DeSoto County School Board District 5 seat, which the three candidates were Charles Barton, Larry Sylvester, Thomas. Sarah Doss Thomas. Uh, again, Charles Barton, Larry Sylvester, and Sarah Doss Thomas. Quick results on that. Uh, Mr. Barton won over 60% of the vote. He won, yeah, right at 60%. Uh, Larry Sylvester was second at 22%, and then Sarah Doss Thomas came in uh, third at 18%. Charles Barton pushing 60% uh, on the win there. Larry Sylvester put up a good fight at 22, and Miss Doss Thomas came in at 18% on the thing. So we will have a, a new school board member, Derek. And with at 60%, of course, there's no runoff needed. Uh, even though there were three candidates, he got well over the 50% needed. And so, again, congratulations to Mr. Barton. Again, he was on our show. I really enjoyed interviewing him, and I uh, look forward to him serving his term for the next six years. You know, Derek, I mean, we've been pretty serious. Uh, for the show so far, but I think Mr. Barton, I, I think the reason Mr. Barton may have won his um, his signs, <laughs> his initial signs for election look like the signs that you um, that you put up for um, zoning regulations. <laughs> so every every time I would see a, a, a Barton sign early on in the election. Uh, I would stop and, and say, oh, my, I, I would stop and read it. I would right. stop and read it and be like, hey, what's going there? Every I thought I thought a convenience store was going on every corner in DeSoto County. That's a good strategy. I was going to say, that's the strategy right there. You pull over, you stop and say, all right, what is it? Oh, I'm sorry, that's that's Barton for school board district. That's not a that's not a sign letting me know that the, uh, the new Walmart's going there. But uh, he, he switched over to Barton for uh, school board in the last four or five weeks, for, you know, B-A-R-T-O-N and big, big bold letters, which definitely was a good strategy. But I did stop at no less than five different ones thinking they were zoning. Oh, yeah. 
zone, zoning signs. So, again, congratulations to Mr. Barton. H- had the opportunity to sit down with him. Uh, Derek did about six weeks ago. And good luck to him. And uh, DeSoto County Schools are some of the best in the state of Mississippi. And I know his uh, vision for that was to continue that and uh, work hard with Corey Usselton, a friend of the podcast, uh, hard to, to keep DeSoto County where it is. A couple other or some other local elections not affecting necessarily Hernando. The DeSoto County Election Commissioner, District 2, which is not under the water tower, Barry Chatham won 81-64 to 56-23 over, was that Zelda Hill? Zelda Hill. Zelda Hill. Uh, boom, she wins the uh, the name contest for the day, Zelda. People my age love that name. That was a, that was a great video game back <laughs> in the day. Spent exactly. many, many hours trying to trying to win that game. <laughs> exactly. And also, DeSoto County Election Commissioner District 1, Laura uh, Edler, yeah, Laura Edler won 8,091 8, to J.B. Payne's 5334. So District 1 was uh, won by Edler. District 2 was uh, won by Chatham. Uh, and, and under the water tower here, District 5, David Ross, in a very close election, David Ross won 7,901 to Tina Hills 6850. So David Ross is your District 5 election commissioner, which again is the Under the Water Tower district. Yeah, that's for the uh, Hernando district, and so that's the one that both of you, uh, you and I voted on. Uh, David Ross did win 54% to 46%, which again, it's you know it's not a 51-49, but it's, it's close and yeah. by far from the, uh, the I guess the three that were up for uh, grabs this time, it was the closest of the three of the three districts. So congratulations again to David Ross uh, for being reelected, excuse me, for being elected to DeSoto County Election Commissioner District 5. In the last discussion uh, of the day on our election 2020 special, we say this one for last because we did have someone here uh, locally, a Hernando resident running for this, this seat. Uh, was going to be the Supreme Court. Uh, Derek, tell us more about that. So this is the District 3, Seat 3 for the Mississippi Supreme Court. The listeners to the show will know that we interviewed both candidates. Uh, Josiah Coleman came on back in September. A real good conversation with him. He was the uh, Justice Josiah Coleman was the uh, incumbent for the seat. And then uh, his challenger was from DeSoto County, Percy Lynchard, Judge Percy Lynchard, Chancery Court uh, Judge. He came on just a couple weeks ago. And you know, it was a good, hard-fought race, uh, you know, mostly clean. I know there was some negative ads towards uh, Judge Lynchard, but uh, the winner in that race was Josiah Coleman. Now, he received in DeSoto County. He received thirty-one thousand four hundred votes to Percy Lynchard's twenty-two thousand eight sixty-six. So he was able to defeat uh, Judge Lynchard uh, in his uh, own county. And then overall, you had statewide, or excuse me, districtwide. You had uh, Josiah Coleman, Justice Josiah Coleman, winning 63% to 37%. So Justice Josiah Coleman was reelected. He was the incumbent and will be sitting another eight years on the uh, District 3, Seat 3 of the Mississippi Supreme Court. I mean, Derek, like you said, that only comes up every eight years, that particular seat. Uh, well, all of the Supreme Court seats only come up every eight years, typically in kind of a rotating fashion. Congratulations to Justice Josiah Coleman uh, on his victory. Judge Lyncher, we were able to meet him. What a nice gentleman he was sitting down with us a little bit over two, uh, close to two weeks ago. I thoroughly enjoyed visiting with him. And I mean, what do you say? I mean, 63-37 uh, in the district is, is a pretty favorable win for uh, the justice and a good luck to him for the next eight years. Yeah, so again, that's that kind of the, the wrap of, of all the races that we have. Again, uh, DeSoto County is 100% reporting all 41 of 41 districts. So all the numbers you heard on our show today uh, were the full 100% for DeSoto County. Statewide, again, we're about at 80, 77 to 80% of most everything reporting uh, as of 6 a.m. Uh, Wednesday morning. Everything's basically been called, so nothing's going to change. It's just a matter of fact with the final, you know, we don't want to give you final totals or, or actually even what the actual totals were for the state. We just gave you percentages because, again, there's still about 20% left out there that's not going to sway any race 
It's just a fact of making, you know, we didn't want to give you numbers that weren't official yet. Uh, we wanted to finish the show uh, with the uh, DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Now, you say, well, usually this is kind of in the middle of the show, and we, you know, we love hearing this, but we wanted to save this for the last because we want to end kind of on a lighter note. Election talk can get kind of heavy. For some of y'all, maybe get kind of boring, unless, of course, you've got a stake in the race. But 1915 in Hernando was also an election year. So our DeSoto County Fact of the Week provided to us by the DeSoto County Museum, Rob Long, curator. Uh, we really do appreciate it again. Every time we do it, uh, every time we – I love t- reading these. I love talking about these. Uh, I love the fact that we provided these by the DeSoto County Museum. And we are meeting with uh, – uh, Rob Long this Friday. Uh, we, Matt and I will be meeting with him to discuss uh, maybe a potential fundraising option uh, for the uh, DeSoto County Museum. And uh, it was trying. It was hard. We've been trying to do this for what now, a week or two? Sure. About a week or two. And he said that he has been so busy with guided tours through the museum, uh, both from listening to our show uh, as well as just, you know, uh, marketing and people looking for things to do that he has been you know he's been swamped with guided tours going to the DeSoto County Museum he's got six new exhibits uh, that have been on display so if you haven't been there recently please go back he does a great job flipping over the exhibits people are doing a wonderful job providing stuff for the exhibit and so again DeSoto County Museum right here on Commerce Street in Hernando uh, across from the Bancor South uh, you know across from the, uh, the the Blue Ribbon Cleaners right there please go see him again admission is free the hours Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And again, when you go see uh, Rob Long, uh, he'll give you a wonderful guided tour and tell him that the UTW podcast sent you. In 1915, uh, it wasn't, as I said, it was an election year, and the Democratic Committee established speaking dates as follows. So in Ingram Mill, there was a debate at, on July 14th. In Olive Branch, there was a debate at July 16th. Horn Lake, July 21st. Lakeview, July 23rd. Eudora, July 28th, and then the county seat of Hernando, July 30th. These speakings, as they were called, started at 10 a.m. and lasted until 5 or 6 p.m. that that evening. Every candidate for every public office was invited to speak. Ladies sold sandwiches and cold soft drinks for their clubs or church societies, and these rural dates would draw 300 to 500 people, and the candidates would circulate in the audience handing out handbills and candidate cards. So just a great... You know, cool, you know, a small town, Mississippi, kind of what the Neshoba County Fair still does, uh, which is something that's unique to Mississippi, the Neshoba County Fair. Everybody that's running for any statewide office will be there every, every year. They have that. Unfortunately, this year it was canceled due to the coronavirus. But, you know, again, most years they have that. And this is something that, you know, DeSoto County used to do. Would have been wonderful to see that this year, have, you know, Judge Lynchard and uh, Justice Coleman out there and having right. uh, Mr. Barton, Mr. Sylvester, and, and Ms. Doss Thomas out there to do that. But, again, this was 100 years ago they were doing that, and just, a, again, a real great fact of the week. Yeah, the virus kind of put a stomp on <laughs> – and July would be pretty darn hot, though. Oh, it would be hot. I mean, I can imagine. got to have that imagine. fresh squeezed lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. funnel cakes back in the day. Yeah. Hey, Derek, real quick, when I was standing in line, quick shout-out. I know we're close to wrapping up, uh, and like we talked about not going very long on this show. The UTW podcast, Derek, and I know you don't even know what I'm about to say, but absolute hand clap. Shout out to those poll workers yesterday. Those men and women who probably showed up at 6 a.m. and were there till 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. I know Longview Point, where you and I vote, Derek, those nice people were there doing what they were supposed to do, doing, you know, with a mask, uh, gloves, uh, helping people get through the line. I think we were at about an hour, hour and a half wait at the worst times at Longview Point. Um, but again, shout out from you and I from the UTW podcast. Shout out to the poll workers for what they did yesterday. Just an amazing job by them. Um, the state of Mississippi is a wonderful state. 
DeSoto County is a wonderful place. And part of that uh, is, is having the opportunity to go and vote every time. And people that seem to care about democracy, care about their fellow citizens getting taken care of. And a shout out to those men and women yesterday uh, for what they did, uh, the poll workers. Derek, actually standing in line, actually had three subscribers uh, on the, the podcast yesterday. Very nice. Right, very nice. So a lot of people were standing in line around me, and, and we started to talk about the podcast and, and, and different things. So definitely growing each and every week. And we thank uh, Hernando and DeSoto County for that. If you like what you're hearing, go on Facebook. Look us up at UTW Podcast. That's UTW Podcast on Facebook. On Instagram, find us at UTW Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at UTW Pod. That's Twitter at UTW Pod. Most importantly, please go to your podcast provider, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, and hit the subscribe button so we can grow each and every week. It helps with advertisers, helps with us uh, getting up every Tuesday and Friday, typically, uh, and doing the show. We just thank you so much for your continued growth and support. So, again, Derek, democracy is always going to win. Uh, we got out of the way yesterday on our Tuesday, usual Tuesday show for this Wednesday show. Uh, we hope that everybody enjoys what they hear on this. And, uh, and we're going to have, obviously, with different stuff with Too Close to Call elections nationally on Friday. We'll have a little bit more to talk about that first part of the show. Yeah, Friday we'll be looking at both Alderman meetings that happened last night. Uh, we'll be looking at a preview of, uh, again, the first playoff game in DeSoto County, plus uh, some interesting playoff scenarios for both 5A and 6A that we'll, we'll go through and really analyze on Friday. And so, again, just looking for a great show. Yeah, look forward to that on Friday. So if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower.